Spring into reading this season with the Biblio Lifestyle 2024 Spring Reading Guide. In this season's guide, I've handpicked 21 of the best new books and I've organized them across six categories. So whether you're looking for a romance novel that will give you a happily ever after, a thrilling mystery to keep you guessing, or an immersive historical fiction book, this guide has a book or three or seven just for you. Now, if 21 books sounds like too much for you, there's a minimalist reads list in the guide, which includes a list of six must-read books from across genres. But wait, that's not all. The spring reading guide also includes fun recipes, spring activities and lifestyle tips. So head on over to springreadingguide.com and download your copy of the guide. That's springreadingguide.com and download your free copy of the 2024 spring reading guide. So download your free copy and discover your next favourite book. Happy reading! Wait, hold on. Is this on even? Oh, right. Hi. If you like the show, can you please leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast? Especially if you're listening on Apple, because you know, it seems to really matter over there. Besides, you don't even have to write anything. Leaving five stars will do. If you don't like the show, however, well, you know, that's your choice. But if you do like the show, it's a great way to help spread the word about the podcast and show your support. Believe me, I'm incredibly grateful. Alrighty, now on to the show. Hello, I'm Victoria from Biblio Lifestyle, and you're listening to the Reader's Couch Podcast, the show that will help you bridge the gap between living a full and busy life to one where you're reading, learning new things and having fun. In today's episode, I'll be sharing some tips to help you declutter your bookshelves and organize your books. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by the amount of clutter on your bookshelves, if your bookshelves are overflowing, if you have stacks of books all over the floor, If there is no room for new books to be added, if you can't find the books you're looking for, or you have a lot of books but you feel like you have nothing to read, I think you'll find this episode useful. So stay tuned. An uplifting debut novel about siblings to add to your reading list is The Theory of Not Quite Everything by Cara Nodder. In the theory of not quite everything, we meet Art and Mimi, devoted siblings and housemates bound together by the tragic death of their parents. When Mimi decides that she wants to find love, she asks her brother Art for help. He agrees, but on one condition, that she finds her soulmate using a strict mathematical principle. Things seem promising, but it all changes when Mimi meets Frank. The Theory of Not Quite Everything by Karen Nodder is published by Harper Perennial, and it's a novel about a pair of unforgettable siblings and a love triangle of sorts. So be sure to add The Theory of Not Quite Everything by Karen Nodder to your reading list. 
It's a novel about true love in all its forms and how life follows a logic of its own. So get your hands on a copy of The Theory of Not Quite Everything by Kara Nodder. It's an uplifting and tender novel you really don't want to miss. Well, hello there and welcome to another episode of the Reader's Couch podcast. Today, I'll be sharing some tips to help you declutter your bookshelves and organize your books. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by all the clutter on your bookshelves, if your shelves are overflowing, if you have stacks of books all over the floor, if there's no room for any new books to be added Or maybe you just can't find the books you're looking for, or you have lots of books, but you feel like you have nothing to read. I think you'll find this episode useful. And before you go saying, oh, Victoria, you're calling me out, like, you know, I love my books, it's not such a bad thing. Every single descriptor I gave about this episode and why I think it will be helpful for you, all those things are me. So I have lots of clutter on my bookshelves. My bookshelves are overflowing. There's stacks of books all over the floor and not just in my little book room. I don't call it a library right now because it's a bit chaotic, but they're even creeping into my guest bedroom, which my husband is not too pleased about. I always have books in the bedroom. There are books in the kitchen. They're just books all over the place. Sometimes I feel overwhelmed by it all. Other times it gives me absolute joy. But then when I go through those periods, when I'm looking for a particular book and I'm digging and digging and I feel it's taking more time than it should, I think I have a problem at that point. Or I'm wanting something to read and I have stacks of unread books, but I feel like "Ah, I have nothing else to read. Maybe I should buy something new or go to the library. I'm like, yeah, no, it is time to do something about it. So I've been there, I've done it, and I'm currently going through it right now. But you probably already know this if you're subscribed to my weekly newsletter. And especially if you get my personal Sunday emails, which, by the way, if you're not getting those Sunday emails, I'll include a link in the show notes so you can start getting them. Because unlike the Friday editorial emails, this is where I get a bit more personal, you know, and I don't just share what I'm reading. I actually tell you what's going on in my life. And I also recommend, you know, things that I'm loving at the given moment. So if you were subscribed, you might have seen the email I sent in mid-January where I was asking folks for box recommendations. And overwhelmingly, readers recommended the U-Haul book box and the small box. And that's what I ended up purchasing. So I purchased some of the book boxes, purchased some of the small boxes because I kind of wanted to see what the difference was. Um, I was also recommended by some other readers to get the app Next Door, and some other readers also recommended Facebook Marketplace as options to find free boxes. So if there's anyone listening right now and you're going through a purge or you're thinking of purging or decluttering your bookshelves, you're going to need boxes. And if you have lots of books, you might be going through boxes faster than you might think, because that was certainly the case for me. So in my case, I just purchased the boxes because I needed these books gone like yesterday. Now, what I am going through, because it's still an active process, this is not a light declutter, right? Which I tend to do a light declutter from time to time. 
I'm going full in deep purge. This is unlike anything I've done in years. I think the last time I had a really thoughtful, thorough, months-long book purge, it was probably uh, seven or eight years ago. So it's really been some time now. And at the time of recording this podcast, which is February 24th, 2023, I have donated over 500 books since I started my purge in late December, early January. And where I am now, I feel confident that I'll probably be donating another 500 more books. So I am really in the thick of it. I'm going through my shelves and I'm going through book by book by book. And some of the books I've let go are books that I've read and I've loved. Some are actually books I've read and I just didn't like them. They weren't for me. And there's some books that I've never read and I know deep in my heart I'll never read them. But regardless of what category these books fell into, I just knew it was time for them to go and it was time for them to find a new home. Now, your version of decluttering your books or doing your book purge might not be as extensive as mine is, and that's okay. However, the principles for deciding what to keep and what to let go and how to declutter and how to purge are very much the same. So let's get into it. I'll be sharing some tips to help you declutter your bookshelves and organize your book. Okay, so the first thing you need to do when starting to declutter your books and declutter your bookshelves is you need to take everything off your bookshelves and lay them out on the floor. I think it's really important that you actually take each book off the shelf just because it will actually give you a good idea of how many books you actually have. You can also see what condition they're in. And I just think in general, it's important for you to kind of go through each book, book by book, hold each book in your hand, and not just skim your eyes over the shelves. Because I want you to concentrate on each book instead of just looking at your book collection in its entirety. Also, by doing this, you might find out that you might have duplicate copies of certain books. Now, Unless this is intentional, this is a great way to get rid of a book. And an intentional way of having multiple copies is let's just say you're collecting copies of Pride and Prejudice or Alice in Wonderland, right? You probably have 20 copies of those because those are your book collection. And that's separate and that's different. But I've actually been in situations before where I run into two copies of one book. Sometimes it's a hardback, sometimes it's a paperback, sometimes it's two of the same, you know, but regardless, I don't need these two anymore. So um, it's time to get rid of one or both. Who knows? It all depends. But the long and short of it is it's really important for you to take all the books off your shelves. I think that's crucial. Once you've taken the books off your shelves, I highly recommend that you start sorting your books. So if the books that were on your shelves weren't sorted, or maybe, let me rephrase that, because I know some people might sort their books alphabetically, regardless of genre, or they may sort their books by colour. I recommend when you take all the books off your shelves, 
I think it's great for you to sort them into categories. So maybe having a fiction pile and then having a non-fiction pile. I also think you could probably group them into genres because that's something I do personally. I like to have my thrillers one place. I like to have my romance in another place. Women's fiction, historical fiction, that kind of thing. I just think it's really important that you sort your books. Another thing I think is worthy of doing is sorting those books that have sentimental value. Now, these books are the no matter what, they're not going anywhere. This is the case for me with books I've had and books I've been gifted since childhood. Those are deal breakers. They are not going out the door. So it's just fair to say, let's just put them over there in the corner because they're not going anywhere. I'm also an avid book collector, so my Penguin Cloth Bounds, they're not going anywhere. My recently acquired Harper Muse Painted Editions are not going anywhere. You know, there's certain books on your shelves, they're just not going anywhere. So it's just fair to say, you can just put those back on the shelves right away, um, or you just set them aside in a corner because, you know, these are books of sentimental value. These are your collectibles. You know, these books aren't going anywhere. But for the rest of the books, the books that are up for debate, I highly recommend you sort them into categories because I think it will be really helpful for the next step. Now, this next step is actually the purge. Okay, it's time to purge your collection. Now, I actually recommend, right, starting with the categories or the genres or the groups of books that you're least attached to. So let's just say you don't read a lot of nonfiction. I recommend starting there first. Start with the books you have the least amount of attachment to. I know there's some readers who are probably not fans of, say, story collections or poetry, self-help books. Um, but some people might not be fans of historical fiction, and that's okay. They're not really romance fans either. They might read a little romance here or there. Whatever is your least favourite or the genre you're least attached to, I recommend you starting there. Now, there are certain questions you should ask yourself as you're going through each of these books, right? So first question, have I read this book or not? If your answer is, yes, I've read this book, you know, ask yourself, did I like this book? Would I recommend this book? Will I ever read this book again? Because as you probably know by now, listening to this podcast, I reread books. I encourage folks to reread books. You don't have to reread it in its entirety, but there are certain passages or chapters you might revisit. So ask yourself, will I ever reread this again? And again, does this book hold any sentimental value? You know, did you feel seen in this book? You know, how did this book make you feel? Ask yourself these questions, especially when it comes to books that, you, that you've read. Now, for books that you haven't read, ask yourself, why haven't I read this book? You know, is this book a classic that I'm hoping to get to at some point? Will I ever read this book? And sometimes I think as readers and because we're buying books, we're loving on books, we want to support authors and so on. Sometimes you might forget you've owned a book and that's why it's important for you to kind of take it off the shelf. Um, sometimes by holding the book again and looking at the book, you might be reminded why you selected this book. You might remember who recommended you this book. You know, some of those feelings might come back. 
But I think ultimately, whether you've read the book or you haven't read the book, I think you really need to be honest with yourself because that can really help dictate what you keep and what you let go. And here's another rule of thumb. The longer a book has been on your shelf, you know, two to three years, sometimes even more, and I've had books that have been on my shelf for like five years, the longer it's been on your shelf and you haven't read it, the odds of you actually reading it are just extremely, extremely low. Now, the only exception is probably classics. I think we hold on to classics and say, oh yeah, I eventually want to read that book. You know, there's so many people who've been telling me for years they want to read uh, War and Peace, but they never get around to it. Or especially those Russian classics, you know, because they tend to be very hefty. But excluding the classics, classics aside, the longer a book has been on your shelf, the odds of you reading it are extremely low. So just be honest with yourself. And if you read a book and you didn't like it, why are you keeping it? You know, and if you're not likely to reread it or revisit it, or maybe you're just not a rereader, let it go. All right, so once you've decided that these are the books that are going, these are the books you're letting go, now you have to decide what are you going to do with these books. Now, I know there are websites out there, there are apps out there, there are different services available where you can go online and list your books for sale. That's an option. But I highly recommend considering donating your books. You know, there's so many organizations out there that you can donate to, obviously big name charities. If you take some time, you can actually Google and maybe find some local charities that need books. Uh, There are many just different projects out there, whether they're books for young adults, children's, adults, prison projects, um, just so many different um, local groups out there, also maybe national groups, so I highly recommend you search for those. Of course, there are little free libraries everywhere. I love dropping off books at a local little free library. You might find that maybe your coffee shop has a book crate or sometimes the UPS store might have a book crate. I know my local one does. So I just want you to keep an eye out in your local community and find places where you can donate books there. Don't forget the library is also a place where you can donate books. Uh, Some libraries, you know, locally, I have a Friends of the Library bookshop, um, so I'll take books there to donate to them as well. Uh, If you have secondhand bookshops in your local community, consider donating books there. Who knows, you might get a credit towards future purchases of books. So while you're letting go of books you're no longer interested in, you could use that opportunity to select and um, purchase through your credits books that you're actually interested in, you know. So there are just numerous options out there. I highly recommend consider donating. Obviously you can consider selling as well, but if you choose to donate your books Just take the time to find what local organizations are working in your community. Then you can consider big name charities, the library, friends of, you know, friends of the library, little free libraries and so on. Now, if you have books that are in not so good condition, they could be old, ripped apart, moldy even, just not great condition. uh, I highly recommend that you recycle those. 
So, uh, yeah, I think we're getting close to the end of how to declutter your books. Uh, just to do a quick recap, all right? The first step is I highly recommend that you take everything off your bookshelves and lay them out on the floor. I think this is incredibly important because I want you to haul the book, see the book. Who knows, memories might come back up from that. So highly recommend you take all your books off the shelves. The next step is sorting your books. The books that are sentimental to you, you know, they have sentimental value. The books that you're maybe collecting if you have an ongoing collection. And just those books that are deal breakers for you. They're not up for debate. Just kind of sort those in one section. And then I want you to sort the books that are up for debate, that are up for review to see whether or not you're going to keep them. And once you get to those books, I highly recommend you sort those by categories, by genres, do fiction and non-fiction, and then you can break them down. You can sort your fiction, you know, historical fiction, thrillers, romance, so on. Non-fiction could be lifestyle, cookbooks, self-help, how-tos, that kind of thing. Just sort the books according to category. And then once you've sorted them by category, I recommend you start with the category you're least attached to. You know, the books that you don't really um, read a lot from in those categories, just, you know, something that isn't your go-to because it tends to be you know, easier. We're starting with the low-hanging fruit. And once you're starting with that low-hanging fruit, I want you to ask yourself some questions. The first one is, have you read this book? And the answer will dictate what happens next. If it's a book you've read, you know, do you like this book? Would you recommend it? Would you reread it? Does it hold any sentimental value? And depending on your responses, and again, remember, be honest, you'll decide whether or not it stays or it goes. If it's a book that you haven't read, ask yourself, why haven't you read this? You know, is this a classic I'm holding on to that I'm hoping to get to one day? Will you ever read it at all? You know, was this maybe a gift and you're like, well, I'm not ready to let this go. That's sentimental. So that goes in the sentimental pile. But if it's a book you're not likely to read, if you can't remember why you picked this one up, if it just if the subject matter is no longer of interest because, you know, we evolve as humans, it's OK to let it go. And then once you've gone through all your books, so again, start with the category that you have the least amount of attachment to, and then work your way up through all the categories on the floor. At that point, you should have a clear idea of, okay, these are the books I'm getting rid of. These are the books I'm keeping. Now, once you've decided you're letting go of these books, pack them in boxes and then decide what you're going to do with them. Are you going to list these books online for sale or are you going to find a local organization, a library or just anywhere where you want to donate the books? If the books are not in good condition, well, you might have a mix of both. So you put the good condition books in one place, decide if you're going to sell or donate. And then the books that are not in good uh, condition, um, those are books you should recycle. Now, the next step is organizing your books, because now we've decided what to do with the books that we no longer want. You know, these are the books that we're purging from our shelves. But what do you do with the books you've decided to keep? 
Well, this part for me is usually the fun part because now we have to organize our books. So I'm only going to talk about um, organizing briefly because I think that's a whole separate conversation. But yeah, once you've decided on the books you're going to keep, you know, it's time for you to organize them. You might even decide that some books are going straight back on your shelves. Some you might decide that, hey, I want to hold on to these, but I don't want them taking up shelf space. So I might actually put them in a box and put them in a garage, you know, just put them in there and you'll probably revisit those at a later time. But I've... I've given myself permission to say, well, not everything belongs on this shelf, all right? Um, so that's okay. And if you don't have a garage, it could be just somewhere else, maybe a closet, just anywhere where you store your things, um, you can consider those there. But for the books that are going on your shelf, right, you could organize them by name. So uh, some readers will do this by author's last name. Some readers might organize books by genres or subject matter. You might organize them by color. You might organize them by books read and unread. You might even organize them by subcategories, you know. So, um, for example, you could have mysteries, but you could have your cozies, your procedurals, your hard boiled, you know, you can you can do whatever you want. Uh, another great thing could be that you could organize using multiple methods. So one thing I do is I'll organize by genre because that's how I tend to pull for books. So I'll do that. And within, let's just say, um, thrillers for argument's sake, uh, within the thrillers, I could then organize them by author's last name or I could organize them by color. You know, uh, no judgment what you want to do. You can use one method or use multiple methods. You know, just just do what feels good to you or what feels right. Um, because ultimately, organizing your books doesn't need to be complicated. It doesn't need to be time consuming. I actually think it should be really fun because this is a, this is the part I look forward to which is organizing. And just remember, there are many possibilities out there. There's no right way. So just do what works for you. So there you have it. Uh, just some practical tips to help you declutter and organize your books. I really hope you found today's episode helpful and that you're actually ready to take action and declutter your shelves, you know, reorganize them, uh, decide what books you want to keep, what you want to let go, and just breathe new life into your bookshelves and into your reading life. So again, listeners, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for listening. And I'm looking forward to talking with you again soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the Reader's Couch podcast. Please subscribe to the show, share it with a friend and take a few seconds to leave a rating and review. Until next time, stay lounging, stay reading and whenever you're in doubt, go straight to your local bookstore or library. Thanks again for listening and happy reading.